0: this meeting is being
1: recorded hello and welcome to episode 296 of constructing comics a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time on this episode we have an interview with atn and jerome comics creators and part of the team on dead kingdom in previews now and coming to shop soon from red 5 comics this is matt and i'm joined by constructing comics co-host noah hey there uh, let's start off with ATA. Uh, ATA, can you give us a uh, a quick bio about yourself, and um, maybe you handle the the elevator pitch for this book?
0: No problem. Actually, I'm a long time to- uh, long fan of comics. I started reading comics since I was about twelve years old. I've been drawings. I've been drawing before I could even walk, actually. <laughs> but uh, I I pretty much always was pretty shy about showing my work, so. Uh, so I always, always kept in the shadow, actually, for what I was doing. I didn't feel uh, comfortable with, you know, going outside uh, with my work. But a good friend of my band, once I showed him the first couple of issues of Dead Kingdom. And without telling me, decided to show them to Red 5 Comics. And the next day, they said to me, do you want us to publish it? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much like it. it just... Happen all of a sudden, and uh, I have the great, um, I have the great jo- uh, joy of doing Jerome since we worked together before. So he's uh, he, he's like pretty much, he guided me bef- during this big adventure of you know getting published, you know how to deal with that, and and pretty much you know I do work for the companies and he always supported me. So that's a big reason why I wanted to be there to, today, actually. So for uh, for the pitch actually that kingdom is actually it's like medieval medieval times with uh off zombies uh and magic and with um pretty much that's pretty much it actually <laughs> if you want a good teaser that's pretty much it
1: very cool and let's let's jump over to Jerome real quick Jerome um I'm, I think I might be able to guess what your role in this book is, but um, why don't you why don't you let me know uh, what you're handling here? Yeah, yeah,
2: I I've helped uh, Etienne with the lettering for for this book. Um, I've known Etienne for a few years now. Uh, we start we we're actually we were uh, colleagues from uh, the day job, <laughs> and uh, we met at the day job, and we we shared. Uh, a passion that well actually it's in, got me back in comics because i kind of left that part of uh, uh uh on the side with uh, growing up and um yeah I, I fell back in and uh at some point i decided to 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 see what i i can i can do to um to um to be part uh, to, to to be part of the comic uh, community so uh I started learning uh, a bit about coloring and uh, and lettering, and turned out that uh, being graphic designer, lettering was kind of uh, well, I can't say easy, but uh, it was a good good fit for me. So uh, that's how uh, lettering came in uh, in my life, and then. I met uh, with a, a guy uh, uh, on Facebook. Uh, we've become good friends now. Uh, his name is Travis Gibb. And uh, we've done a few books together. And uh, actually, Matt, we we know each other because of, the, <laughs> of Travis, because we've worked on a book called Tool Do uh, Wonderland.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, were you in, in Invasas? I don't rem- remember.
1: No, I was able to, I was able to get into the, to the second one, but I was, I was not yeah. able to get to the, to the first one.
2: So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, I've been doing lettering with Travis for, uh, it will ne- next year. It will be for uh, our fifth year, uh, working together.
1: Very cool. Noah, uh, let's, let's jump over to you for for the first question for the guys.
3: Yeah. I'm curious Etienne, Um, what, uh, what were your influences as a comic artist or just as an artist in general uh, wh- or who are your influences I mean
0: um, I with drawings that's, that's a great question I, I, I'm an old school comic book fan um, I love Eric Larson I remember buying the, the big Spider-Man Revenge of the Sinister Six story arc and the battle damage Spider-Man used to draw was so awesome Is Venom to this day is my favorite with the big jaw it, this is for me the definite venom design. You know, uh, I love. Of course, I love Jim Lee. I love Frank Miller. I love. Uh, f- for me, my the one I met once and is a totally awesome person and great artist is Olivier Coipel. And I I love his work so much. It's it's like the artist you you would like to draw like him, but you don't want to even try to <laughs> emulate his style because you know it's not going to work it's not going you're not going to make it like you so um you know i'm, I'm a big like uh, old school image you know marvel style so i always tend to go back to those artists when i draw mike mignola is my all time favorite um i like artists who used to to uh, to blend blacks and uh, with shadows you know on characters and and background and stuff i that's pretty much the artist I always identify with it actually.
1: Very cool. so let's uh, let's kind of circle back to a little bit of that origin story of the book you gave us in the intro. Um, you, you mentioned Ben um, had sort of shown some of the pages to, to red five and they got back to you. Did Ben have any um, connection or, or affiliation with, with red five before that?
0: Yeah, uh, Ben. You, you actually Ben and Jerome Ben Ferrari, by the way, his family name, did a com- did a comic called Carrier, and it was going oh. to be published by Red Five Comics, and it was. You know, it's weird because I have to give all uh, some. Uh, I have to say that Jérôme what's cool about him because uh, we, even when we've been working, we've been working on in the past, but not so much during those recent years. Each time I showed him my artwork, he said, "Hey, you should you should show him to that guy and you should contact that guy. You know that guy does this and this person does that." And I was like, "Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know nobody in this industry." It's like he's giving me five, six, seven names. All in five minutes. I was like, "What have you been doing for all those years, now?
2: <laughs> so too much time on, on on internet, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so for, uh, so that's pretty much how I I met this crew actually, and I just I you know I did some covers and some short story, and once I, I decided I sent my maybe my first thirty page to Ben, and I said, "What do you think?" I know, I have been working on that stuff for a couple of years now. I want to know it. Does it have potential? Because at that time, I wanted to do a Kickstarter. But as Jerome know, when you're doing Kickstarter in Canada, the shipping will kill you. So before I wanted to start in that direction, I wanted to know does my story have potential. So I said it to Ben, and you know, two days later, he said, um, Red, "Red Five Comics I want to talk to you. They are thinking about if you want to publish it." And you know, all the stress about doing a Kickstarter shipping all that stuff just went away that was pretty cool actually
1: that's awesome we we know we know ben ben's been on the on the podcast to talk to carrier so that's that's cool that we were able to to make that connection there um jerome were you always um part of of this book or did you did you come in like later in in the process um
2: i i came uh, i came in a bit later because uh well Right before uh, Etienne sent it to uh, to Ben actually, uh, but Etienne uh, he, he did all his, his story, uh, his art and everything. Everything was all done, and he just asked me to to, to letter it. He, he showed me some stuff along the way, um, but yeah, that, that, that that's his book. That's his, uh, his whole story. That that's all uh, all Etienne
1: very cool and uh, so with with ATN sort of designing the story drawing maybe like like the first issue or or so um were there any points where you had to sort of as a more experienced comics creator you know somebody has been doing lettering for five years were there anything times where you're like hey you know we got a little bit too much going on here let me make a little little tweak or was was ATN sort of dialogue almost like spot on for you so it was just a a matter of placing the the balloons and, and and making the the stuff sort of flow artistically
2: oh uh, that that was pretty pretty uh that, that was fine it's under it doesn't like uh too uh, too uh, much uh, wording in a page he, he likes to, to keep things clean so um and he he likes his comics to, to breed so uh, that wasn't an, an issue, but uh, we have to. Uh, we haven't mentioned it, uh, mentioned him before, but uh, we did add some mail from uh, yeah. another guy named uh, Kurt Belcher, who did all the edits because, well, our our first language is French, so uh, <laughs> as you can see, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we can we can speak. We have an, an accent and and all, but the writing. Uh, Having the, the the proper wording, proper uh, uh, that's something else. So uh, we need. Uh, it's an figured that we need, he needed some help over there. So uh, and Kurt was uh, a good elf. Uh, we I, knew Kurt from uh, a few a uh, few years
0: back. So I always said I always said Kurt br- brought the, the cherry on top of the Sunday he, <laughs> he took my. He was, you know. Like I said, I got the story in my head. I wrote it in English, but he always knew how to elevate the script and the dialogue one step further. That was incredible. He, he was no, he was the perfect match for this book. And I said to him, so I said, uh, and to him and Jerome, I could say thank you a million times. That wouldn't be enough. No
1: so uh Noah as the uh, as the artist uh, here let's uh, let's see if you have any uh, any art questions for for the team
3: yeah I'm trying to remember if Matt if we've ever had any guests from France like like comic guests I don't think we ever have so you guys are our first um, what what well, is the comics they're... community like out out there I'm sorry well, they're
1: they're they're Canadian I just want to point out.
3: Yep. Well, yeah. Either way, what's the <laughs> comics community like you for you guys? Uh, and and you know what, where you're from? Is it is it is it, is, it, is, there, is, there a, is it a big comics community or is it you know? Um... It's,
0: it's weird because I I went to New York. I went to a couple of places in the U.S. where they have a comic book store. and I I think the intensity and the love is pretty much the same here. Except we don't have the scale that you guys have in the store, the stores you have here in Montreal and around where we live pretty much, we have store comic books, but they're much tinier, but the passion is there, you know, and the people love those stories. Uh, it's fun because when John and I went to a comic book store a couple of years ago, went in and cost us a lot of money because we had that huge pirate suite to buy. But you, we cross other people who love comics and you see that passion. And when I went to New York afterward, it was pretty much the same energy. So. Except in a bigger scale,
2: <laughs> I'd say that uh, the 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 big difference here is um, we don't we we have there's a a lot of there's a great comic book community uh, from uh, Quebecers. There's some there's some uh, groups that publish uh, book in French from uh, artists from Quebec, and uh, but we also have access to. All the French books, the, 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 the comics mm-hmm. books from, from France and Belgium and the mangas. So there's so much stuff that, that we have access to that uh, I think we kind of lose a bit of the, the good stuff from the U.S. Uh, as well. Because all the smaller publishers, people around here, they, they don't know much about them, really. Mm-hmm. They know Marvel, they know DC, but image. But uh, if I talk to them about Scout, it doesn't ring quite a bell. So there, there's a lot of stuff. And it's I think it's get a little bit diluted. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so some of them get lost in the way. But uh, w- w- there's a
3: lot of stuff going on. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I think out here, we don't get a lot of I mean, we get the sort of the big French artists like you know Jean Girard and um, uh, I can't remember the guy who wrote Tin- did Tintin and stuff like that, but we don't see a lot of. Like, we get manga and things like that, but we don't see a yeah. lot of like European imports here yeah. as much as like outside of like something like 2000 AD or something like that. So I guess it's a it's a handoff, right? So yeah, no Scout Red Five in Montreal, and no cool French comics here in the US. Um, and there, there's not as much. Um, uh,
2: I think that the, the craziness of the the, 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 the the collector's craziness in the US is, uh, is much higher than, than over here. Because we did our, our first con this summer and uh, there's something that uh, I've noticed that we had some some books that that I worked on uh, with Travis for a range con. Uh, We had some var- variant covers and people they, they don't get it they don't understand why there's different covers for for books so unless they're really hardcore collectors and uh, I haven't seen a lot of them actually
3: sounds like my all my family members and I'm trying to explain it to them variant covers so yeah they exist out here but there are family members so you know um. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great so um on the topic of art and, and everything, so uh, Etienne, when you're penciling and inking, are you at now at the point now where you can think about how Jerome is going to color the book? Or uh, are you still sort of like surprised at what what sort of comes out of it um, every time you send him pages?
0: Actually, I color the books now because Jerome is so busy, yeah. you will do the lettering. Got it. But, gotcha. But it's weird because um, as much. I, it's where I'm going to say but I like to draw ink and color I it to let somebody else color my work. It would be very difficult. And I don't want to be narcissistic uh, to be a narcissist. But it's, you know, I like to control pretty much all the aspect of my creation process, because time wise is see, I work faster that way. But uh, for At first, I didn't think about the word balloons that much, actually. I was like, okay, he'll figure it out. He's the one who's going to do it. And and after the, I think it was issue two, uh, when he sent me the first pages, and he said, you know, next time, can you, you know, adjust that kind of framing for that kind of dialogue? You know, keep in mind you had much, you have big, you have a long dialogue for that panel. Keep that in mind. And as the, you know the, the the pages and other issue would come out of those little details, and you know, would I would consider them more, and more, and more for, and now for more issue for the later issue actually.
3: Thank you, because that was going to be my follow up question because I didn't know Jerome didn't color. This it was yeah, if you, you know, yeah, how how you're adjusting to the letter. So, Jerome, are you sort of when, when you're lettering an artist? Well, what's sort of the biggest challenge for you because obviously there's like the space issue and things like that is is there ever an issue adjusting to the artist's style or do you find that to be an easy process um when you're lettering uh,
2: uh the 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 artist part is the, is mostly the the spacing um because that the, that's something that the artists don't don't always take the time to figure out to, to, to think about the do their panel and uh, it, it's almost the same I, I I'm doing uh, on my day job I'm doing, working in the magazine business and so I'm used to do a, a cover page for magazines and it's the same thing the same thing with uh, photographs they want to make the perfect shot cropped on the best possible way but Placing the titles around sometimes is difficult because it's the the shot is too 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 the image is too thick. So and the panels sometimes uh, sometimes there's the same. The artist wants to 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 fill out the panel and make the panel look good on its own, but you need to 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 let some some space to to, to let it breathe a bit. You need to consider the dialogue. But um, th- that's the artist part, I think. Um, and mostly in the indie business because, well, people want to break out, break out, so they don't have as much experience as the, the pros and <laughs> working uh, on on the big two. But um, but yeah, that's something that that, that everybody needs to learn. Um, and, but adjusting the style, well, that that's something that uh, you just. You, the hardest part are the, of lettering a comic is always the first pages because you need to figure out the, the, the voices for each characters and fit the style. But once that is done, uh,
0: the the rest of the page they, they just they flow. And the thing is, I think something worse the thing is, the thing I think is worse than a bad drawn panel is having a panel when you see the text with the it's forced in in it. You, you notice it, you see it when half of the face is covered by a word balloon with the text, and you see I prefer to have almost nothing on a panel and the t- uh, so can so the word balloon could breathe a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, that negative space is so important ah, um, so much, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not experienced as a letterer but I am now I'm lettering for Matt on some things and I've lettered my own books and some of people's other books, but I am finding now finding the rules of what counts as negative space. Mm -hmm. And and what, what can you cover up to tell the story, you know, or how Mm -hmm. much of it can you cover up, especially when it's really wordy, like one book I'm working on right now that we just finished the Kickstarter for is very wordy. So it's hard not, to cover up stuff. Um, so it's almost like a matter of like, cause I love art. I love that's my first thing. It's hard to then cover that art up. That's gotta be a hard thing to do. Um, so it is, it is beneficial to have a lot of negative space in the panels, I'm sure. Even yeah. though we all love drawing backgrounds, right? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's the best.
2: I, 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 <laughs> I really don't like to cover stuff up with uh, with balloons as well. So <laughs> I need—I always uh, uh, that, that's a bit of pet peeve. I'm trying to to fit the the, the even though if there's very little space, I'm trying to fit it the best way possible as that I can't that I won't cover anything so uh, anything important or character or something, So, but uh, yeah, there's always a way, use... but uh, sometimes it's worth it's hard
3: yeah do you create your own fonts ever or do you mostly use uh like things you can find um for for lettering people like etienne
2: um i haven't yet uh it's something that i would like to try sometime but uh it's just so time consuming uh well i I do have a full-time job so lettering is like a side project but uh, i always have uh, a book or two uh, that i'm working on so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that would be uh that would be something that i'd, I'd like to but uh, i don't see uh, when that, that that will be possible
1: so uh atn um what is your creative process with handling so many aspects of the book do you do you pencil all the way through, then go back and ink and then color? Or do you just sort of like, hey, today, um, you know, this aspect of it's not working, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to color for a little bit, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the line work just, you know, you're not feeling it. So you're like, hey, let me jump over and color some pages. Or is it like, like an assembly line? It's like, all right, I'm going to do all the pencils, then I'm going to do all the inks, then I'm going to do the color. What's, what's, what's your process there?
0: Uh, it's pretty much like you said. Is pretty much I do my outline of all my story. After that, I wrote the script, and as you know, I, it's me who is, who is doing the art for my script. So my my script is pretty loosely simple mm-hmm. and <laughs> description for settings and other stuff. So after that, I do the sketches for all the pages. You know, sketch, pencil, inking, coloring, and. Uh, the the thing that helps me a lot is I have I bought an iPad Pro with Procreate, so it's a lifesaver, a time saver. So that helps a lot. But sometimes, you know, I work on two projects. Like I did, a, uh, I'm working on the next book from The Kingdom, and I did some a short story for Jerome. So what was fun about it is like I was penciling The Kingdom. I was do I would like okay, I'll, I'll draw two pages after that. I put that aside. I will. Color two pages for the film story. So that I liked, you know. To, I think it's when you come back to uh, the project, you have a fresh, fresh um, perspective on it. So I do like to juggle between two projects. But suppose, but pretty much it's always okay, I'll do all the sketches, I'll do all the inking, all the coloring, and on to the there next you. project.
1: And are you able to, to do it sort of soup the nuts um, beginning to end um, all in, in Procreate? Or do you have to like sort of jump in between different software programs?
0: No, actually, I do all in Procreate. It's like uh, I take the script. What I do, it's, it's weird because I take one page and I, took, I put the text of two pages on it. I do some small thumbnails of the page. After that, I just blow it out on a, on a comic book template. I I um, I do the inking on it directly. After that, coloring.
1: Oh, that's very cool. As somebody who uh, mostly draws in, in Procreate, it's, it's nice to hear that you can you can do it all. I know that uh, you know Clip Studio Paint is a, is another popular thing. You know, it's basically made almost for for comics creators. But it's interesting yeah. to hear that you can do it all on um, on uh, in Procreate. I started with Clip Studio at the beginning because I used to add,
0: uh, I had a Syntec at first, but uh, the thing is in life, what I did is I had a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have less time to work on your computer when you have a kid. So I decided to, to do the jump on uh, on the iPad Pro. And when I started to use Procreate, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm not going to need anything else. It's, it's perfect for... You know my the way I work it's perfect.
1: Yeah. And I guess that mobility of having something that's you oh. know slightly slightly larger than than a comic page that you can sort of throw into a to carefully place into a backpack and, and walk around and, and have with you is, is gotta be a benefit as well, right? Oh yeah, it's awesome I can it it's it's having a
0: actually the BiPA is like having a centic on the go. You know, it's having it's it's yeah I can go suppose I visit some friends, I have a deadline where I have to work a little bit, I'll just bring it with me and and it's awesome. you know, the pen is working so good with the, with the with procreate and each year they, there's new stuff they put on procreate with the swatches, you know new function. it's it's the best 20 bucks I ever
1: spent. Very cool. And you know, was there a a bit of a learning curve like you know, all of us sort of grow up as you know, kids in school, you know, sketching with ball pen pens and, you know, ruled notebooks and, and the margins. Was there was there a bit of a, a learning curve when you decided to, to go digital? Yeah,
0: when I, uh, I bought my first CENTIC, uh, at first I kept penciling on papers and after that I, I did the inking on digital because I wasn't, at first I hated it. I wasn't comfortable with it. And I bought like the Sentic 30 inches. So it, the, the screen was pretty small. But as time went on, I bought a bigger one and I felt more comfortable with it. And you know, just the time you save and erasing a panel or just skewing a proportion of a, an arm or just the for you know, just adjusting something on your drawing that would take so much time on paper, it's much easier on digital. You almost feel like you're cheating in a way, but you're not, but it feels like it. But I do miss paper. Uh, that I must admit, I missed the feel of paper on uh, But it's, I don't think I could go back for, you know, for for the time aspect of it. And, uh, you know, just for, and the fact that it's, suppose you move something, oh, it's not, the resolution is not good anymore because I scale it too much. You just redraw that portion of it and, you know, it's done.
1: And and Jerome, what is your what is your lettering program of, of choice?
2: I'm using uh, Adobe Illustrator. Okay. Uh, I'm just uh, uh, well, that that's the the industry standard, but uh, and happens that I'm comfortable with it. Um, uh there's there's an equivalent uh, d- there's a similar program called uh, affinity uh, designer that uh, i want to learn um and i keep pushing it on the side but uh <laughs> I, that, that's something that i want to try out uh, sometime and i know that uh, there's a there are ways to uh do lettering and procreate as well uh but uh, i haven't. Uh, really gone into into it uh, right now but um, that could be an option as well
1: cool Uh, so I I think I'm going to go into some questions about sort of you know breaking in and making connections and and and, in promotion but I don't want to leave sort of the the creative process um, in 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 case Noah has another question related to that
3: no I'm curious about breaking in you can go ahead
1: Okay. So, you know, we, we got the, the sort of the, the story that, uh, you know, ATN, you were working on this, you know, you didn't really sort of um, you know, you, you, weren't really, I don't know the best way. Like you, you, you had some reservations about showing it, but you, you showed it to Ben Ben shows it to the folks at red five um, and you, you know, you quickly contacted um, and the, I guess there's a joke that there's not, there's, no people break in you know the same way it's sort of like everybody has their own own story and then when they figure that out like they they sort of plug that up so nobody else can get back in that way so we all know that like giving our pages to Ben will, will no longer work anymore for for anybody because you guys have used that um but how much of the how much of the book did you have have done at that that part when sort of like red five comes to you and said hey you know we're, we're really interested in this let's uh let's make this a thing
0: um, it was pretty much over. I think the, th- the thing is, is like I wanted to do a Kickstarter. So the page count really didn't matter at first. I was like, I'm going to do as much pages. I need to tell the first part of my story. So I, thought, I think the first part was 40, uh, 46 pages. And the second part was pretty much, uh, I think, 52, I think. So the when they they said to me, so we want to publish it. And we want to publish it on a twenty-two pages comic book standard format. So, so the thing is, I think that the biggest challenge was like to see if suppose I cut my story in two pages, will it still fit? Will it still like be a like to be continued effect on it? You know that, <laughs> that big moment. So, I I think I uh, at the end I took about five pages out and I added about ten. To fifty new one, that was pretty much it for for the you know to get the um, the memento building and you know for for each twenty two pages that is uh, start middle and end. So, but when they contacted me, so I I think that um, all I had to do was the coloring the, the twenty the last twenty pages had uh, to be uh, had to be colored.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it was pretty much done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much done when he contacted me so yeah but, so that's
1: i'm sorry so i didn't it, mean to, to jump in there go ahead. no please. no it's no the
0: the thing is is i think it was a blessing because those added pages let me it just made the, the story breathe a little more it was it felt more less rushed that it was mm-hmm. at the first at the beginning so I could put those little moments that I wanted to put at first, but I said if I put them, okay, the first part will be like seventy pages. That won't make sense. So <laughs> that helped actually.
2: I wasn't in that in that meeting, uh, of course, but um, I, I think that uh, because it was pretty much all done, I think that's something that they that appealed to them as well because they knew they had like it's enough to add. Uh, like 10 or 15 pages to to make it all uh 5 uh, 22 page books uh, but uh that that's that's nothing compared to the amount of work that he already had put in so so they knew that in a matter of time they would have five books ready to, ready to go so that's something that that can be appeal
0: appealing for uh, an editor i, I guess yeah. yeah, that's what he said. The story is so so, but it's finished, so let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all done. So.
3: The no, story sure. is meh, but no, I'm sure that's, that's not the case. Secret. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna complete that comic now and get it shipped out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so i I know that you said that you, you know, you cut some pages, you added some pages, but was there any sort of happy accidents when you sort of sat down and you counted out you're like 22 44 oh wait this this is going to be a perfect place for um you know for a story beat the end and sort of make people interested to, to, to come back did you ever just sort of happy yeah. uh, have a happy accident where something sort of just fell in the place to to be the end of an issue
0: yeah i, w- I would say about 80 f- uh, percent worked naturally that was the craziest thing it was like okay 22 pages yeah it works Okay, let's see the two to two pages again. Oh, it works. So it was a little blessing that the structure I had in mind from the start did work, and I think it was maybe maybe one or two issue that uh, I was like, okay, I, I gotta put more like five more pages in that in issue four to feel good complete for to uh, to it feel like it's two two pages complete. But like I said, those pages was a those added pages were a blessing because, you know, more character development, more action, more start, more settings, you know, that that uh, I was very happy about it, about that.
2: Nice. And also, the, if I may add the it, it, it's it makes the, the process easier as well, because there is not the whole team that you need to 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 call back and say, OK, we need to add pages over there. We need to to. To, to write uh, four or five new pages, we need something to, to we. You need to contact the artist to redraw those and the the colors. But now, it just it's in He has the story in his mind, so he said, "Okay, I can add some pages over there. This will fit." And yeah, a couple of days later, it's all drawn <laughs>
0: because it's in He's a he's really fast. He's drawing. All really- I need a, all I need is a couch and an iPad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess that's got to be great to, to, you know, somebody that's handling, you know, I guess if we categorized it, you know, three of the four major aspects of it, you know, the writing, the, yeah. the art, the coloring, he's got, you know, he's got three of those down so you don't have to, you know, send an email to somebody and check in on on, you know, where the where that is. It's sort of like as long as ATN is staying on top of things and gets gets a spot on the couch with his iPad, uh, you know, he can he can handle all that all that stuff, so
0: that's why Jerome loves to ask me for a short story sometimes. Because you know, <laughs> I'll do I'll do the art, the coloring, and all of it will come complete.
1: He's he's, <laughs> he's found he's found his whole art team there. So uh, see, so, you know, you you get the you get the deal with with red red five, and you know, you, you talked a lot about how you envisioned this as as possibly maybe being a Kickstarter at one point. Um, you know, and that's, that's the other half of being an indie creator. There's the, the, there's the fun part that's, you know, creating stories, making stories, and maybe the less fun part is sort of the, the marketing and, and the promotion, um, which you would have to do with a Kickstarter, but you guys are going to also have to do this with a, with a publisher that's not, you know, big two or, 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 or image, you know, um, you, you sort of so, still have to go out and, and let people know, you know, go on podcast, um, contact you know lcs's and stuff like that so do you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing to 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 have people see the project i know personally for myself like i, I see a lot of the posts on you know facebook and, and, and instagram that you guys are doing but do you want to just talk about sort of the the approach that you're taking to to get people to know that the book is is in previews and, and can be ordered
0: well, the first thing we did was—it uh, was our first Comic Con this year. We went to Comic Con Montreal, and I think uh, the first step uh, we did is like the first issue wouldn't be available in time for Comic Montreal. So what I did is like I did a short, a um, pre-print actually. Like it's the Dead Kingdom Prelude. It was like you know a prequel to the first issue. So you know I wanted the book to be out there, to be noticed, to be read. So. That's what I did. We rented a table together, and uh, I we we, st- we started to sell uh, those books, you know, for to people to to, get to, for people to read it and to talk about it. And you say if you like it, you know, contact your comic book store and ask them to order the the first issue, and so on and so on. You know, the thing is, it's like like I told earlier, I was pretty much a loner and in my corner when I used to do comics is I don't know a lot of people in the industry. I don't know actually, okay, who do you talk to for the promotion? Who do you call? Uh, what's, you know, what's the big name? So, you know, I try to, like I said, I tried podcasting. Uh, and I, I got a group, group of friends in the industry or like in Red 5, the Red Fire comics, Ben, uh, Kurt, and all that, uh, the cool gang at uh, Orange Cone. That you know, share my uh, my stories and my work. So for now, we all that's enough, is it? I don't know. I, I hope so. We'll see when the first issue it, it will come out this September. But um, you know, I'll do, I'll go knocking on doors and in all the comic books in Montreal if I have to. You know, so little steps.
1: Awesome. And yeah. so, do you have any plans? Um... To, to go to, to your LCS on the, the day that issue one comes out and, and take a look at it uh, sitting there on the shelf uh, next, to, next to some other books?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. We It's not 100% sure yet, but we may have a contact for Comic Book in Montreal that we would be interested in doing a launch, a small launch for issue one. That's yet to be... a. a it's not a one hundred percent sure yet, but we're working on that. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as new de- as as soon as I know, everybody will know.
1: <laughs> nice, nice, cool. So, um, I, I have some questions on on other stuff, but is this uh, is this as you know? We know that we, we have five issues here. Is this a world that we could possibly be, be coming back to at at, at some point? Oh, uh, definitely, maybe. Um, future stories, preludes, you know, side stories. Uh, so there's, so it sounds like you you have some thoughts or some plans on coming back to the to the world of Dead Kingdom.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, you know, a lot of artists say, "Oh, I've got the old story planned out," but and sometimes it's not. But my story is all planned out. Uh, this is the five first. The first five issue is pretty much book one, like. And book two, it's already written. I'm I'm already working on it on the pencil. If I, if it's get is it going to get published? I don't know, but you know, I love this material, so I decided to start working on it. I'm already already writing book three. Um, you know,
2: if and the second book, uh, the second book, will, you, you plan you're planning uh,
0: four issues, right? Yeah, if it goes, uh, yeah. So the second book would be four issue. If we do if we do book three, uh, it's It's going to be a five issue again. I think the way it's getting, the way the story is, is being written, because it's weird. Because I used to write just write book one. Now I'm writing in twenty two pages and you know, template in mind. So it's a little bit different, but I like it. So you know, I got I got pretty much my whole story to tell, and I hope I will tell it all. That's all I I hope
1: so so we know that you you get to jump over and and tell the occasional uh short story with with jerome um and and you have some you know future plans for this um is there anything else that and if you want to be vague about it that that's perfectly fine is there any other sort of story idea that you have or any sort of genre that you would like to to tackle uh you know someday in the future
0: yeah, I would love, I always had this idea for a vampire story. I think I, my love for vampire and zombies are pretty much on the same level. I'm a big fan of you know, Anne Rice interview with the Vampire Chronicles, those books, I love them. I'm so eager to see the television series, but those stories inspired me a lot for, just for the material. And I would love to do it. I get this idea for Vampire Story. I hope I would, I would be able to tell one day. And it's because it's weird, because when people used to come at Comic-Con Montreal and said, are oh, you inspired by you know uh, Walking Dead? Or are you inspired by Game of Thrones for the story? And I always tell, not really. It's what I'm an old fan, George Romero, Dawn of the Dead movies, you know? That's why my zombies have that green screen uh, skin, mm-hmm. and uh, and what I love about Romero's pictures, like the, the zombie has to have that cheap blue powder skin. That's why I love it so much, mm-hmm. and I love ultimate those old medieval movies. I'm a big fan of Excalibur. You know that's where that's where I'm made by pagans I'm old. I'm 43 years old, so <laughs> you know I'm a big fan of all those old movies like. Dragon Slayer, you know, I love that movie. That's what inspired me the most for the story. Not that I don't like, that is not that I don't like Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, com- but I connected more with my childhood is those movies, you know, like mm-hmm. the Living Dead, Out of the Dead, you know, and the, for the, it's like the, for the Vampires, I used, I used to read all the Unrise movies, the books when I was young, so. You know, you start from those little things when you were young and that inspired you to write your own stories later on.
1: Very cool. Uh, so I'm going to jump over to, to Jerome for a second, but I want to check in with Noah if he has any questions for as for you know, about, you know, future stories, you know, process, breaking in, promotion related
3: to Dead Kingdom. No, I was just going to say, I was very happy you brought up Excalibur because I was going to say, because you said <laughs> like, you were like, oh, all the classic zombie movies. And I was like, all right, let's hear the medieval. Like, you know, really hope it's like Excalibur gets mentioned oh, yeah. in there. So <laughs> very happy to Excalibur. hear that. Excalibur is the best. And the music, it the is, costume. Yeah, oh, it's, the it's a best. masterpiece. Yeah. Not talked about enough. Yeah. Love it. Come on.
0: Patrick Stewart is awesome. And that movie, Liam Neeson. Stewart,
3: Liam Neeson, Neeson. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Byrne. Um can't remember his last, first name, but he's in like All Usual right. Suspects and stuff. He plays um Uther Pendragon at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Helen Mirren. Yeah. yeah. So many people is in that movie. Is it Gabriel?
1: It. Gabriel Byrne? Gabriel Byrne. Byrne yeah.
3: yeah. Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Um, I can't. What's the actor who plays Merlin? His voice is so iconic. He was in Spawn, the movie, too. I just can't remember his name. Uh. Um, but yeah, love that movie. More comics need to be inspired by it. More movies need to be inspired by it. So you got Maybe a I'll... Patreon for life because of <laughs> an Excalibur. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, they those armors in that
0: movie are so shiny, but you don't yes. care because they're so shiny, it's awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the that's that shiny armor, the color, it's so saturated, which is something that you do not see in medieval uh, fantasy films is a lot of color. And this movie, it's so dark, but so vibrant at the same time. And just I, I, I long for that again and um, something. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a real gem. Yeah, it is. Cool.
1: So, Jerome, you know, we know you from, from you know, lettering all the Orange Cone books and uh, Holiday Spirits. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Holiday Spirits?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, well all of these spirits is a, a is a concept an idea that i came up with uh while i was doing um, while i was putting the final touch on uh, Invades oz uh, because uh, we were uh, we, we just uh, did the, the campaign where uh, all the pay, the bush, the book was pretty much done uh we were in the, the final edits phase uh, and it was uh, christmas time so, so i got the idea to uh to to, to mix that uh some the the, the to, to do an anthology with the uh, to mix the horrors and uh, christmas uh, stories together so and uh because working on an anthology uh, comes with a, a lot of friends a lot of new friends you get to meet a uh, new uh, new creators new artists uh so uh, i contacted a few of them and um uh, and <clears throat> i told them that the ID that uh, i just had uh, uh, sorry, the decided the name already in my head it was all the spirits from uh, <laughs> it came it came right along with the id uh this the same second so uh and uh, everyone that i've contacted they they agreed so we worked on that. Uh, Travis helped me a lot on the with the campaign because he said, "Yeah, you, you got you got something there, but uh, you're gonna get screwed by the shipping and everything." So let me handle the campaign. So he did that for me. So I was really happy to, <laughs> to let let him uh, <laughs> work his magic on the uh, on that campaign. So, and um, so the campaign was uh, pretty successful. Um, and uh, we decided to go along and do a second volume. So we're now uh, working on the second volume that will uh, we should launch launch the that campaign. Uh, uh, we wish to launch it uh, mid October. The mm-hmm. idea is to gather some some of the Halloween crowds, uh, be, and uh, we want to do it. Quite early, but uh, not too close to, uh, as close as possible to Christmas, but uh, just far enough so we can have the book done and printed before Christmas and shipped out. So that's the goal. Last year we would we were a bit screwed up uh, with with the paper shortage. Sure. So uh, yeah, we we learned about that uh, while we were doing the book. So. Um, but yeah, we'll try to uh, to to launch a bit earlier this year, so we can make it all happen before Christmas. Very and cool. uh, while we were doing, uh, we were preparing for uh, Montreal Comic Con. Like it and said, he, he did this uh, prelude, prelude for uh, Dead Kingdom, and I did um, a short uh, spin-off that I called uh, All of the Spirits Christmas in July. Because I wanted to make some promotion for the second volume, but uh, I felt really weird to show a Christmas book uh, in mid-July, so uh, came up with this idea: I ask uh, three creators to—well, actually, yeah—ask a few creators to do short stories for that uh, spin-off. Two stories only for the spin-off, and one that we that we will republish in the second volume, just to do uh, to give a little taste of what's what's to come. So, and uh, the second volume, I uh, think I counted that uh, I'll have eight stories so far uh, in the book, and I'm trying to to get a few more to beef it up a little bit. But uh, the stories are we're saying short stories, but mostly it's eight to ten page stories nice let's get yeah, the, the the book in the end is it's a cool book around um 80 pages uh, i'd say 72 to 80 pages
1: that's, that's very cool all right so let's let's do this as as we close up um let's uh let's let know people know where they can follow you online um personally I, I think you have a couple of accounts set up for for dead kingdom um, so just let us know like, where are the best places to go online to sort of stay up to date on, on, on this and, and things that you guys are going to be working on in the future
0: yeah. <clears throat> For my part uh, there's, a fa- there's a Facebook page for Dead Kingdom there's my Facebook page for pretty much it's the same kind of news I put on the two account there's my Instagram that I, it's, it's in the Nineteen seventy-nine, I think. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the one. So I uh, put some, you know, some preview on the preview of some panels on it, some, some some art and some news, pretty much it. I keep I want to keep people posted on when, you know, the comics available and I like to put some art.
1: Cool. So yeah, um... I will, I, I know that I, I know the Facebook page and, and the Instagram and, and your Instagram, so I'm going to link that. I'm also going to have a link uh, to, to previews, um, you know, so people can grab that and send that over to their shop so they have, you know, the title, the code, all that good stuff. For so we're going to put that in the show notes as, as, as well. So we'll, we'll have that there. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> cool. And uh, Jerome, how about, um, how about you? Where's the best places to, to follow you online?
2: Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Jerome Gagnon, uh, but uh, I share I share most of my stuff on Twitter uh, at uh, JBoy495 uh, and on Instagram at uh, Jerome Colors and Letters. So yeah, that's a lot of different different addresses. <laughs> <laughs> I should have figured that out uh, earlier in the process, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it, it's a mess. <laughs> we didn't uh, anticipate no, all that. There, there's a Facebook page for all the dispirits as well, if if uh, if some if anyone wants to, to check it out. Or they can order everything at orangeconeproductions.com
1: as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I follow I follow you, Jerome, online. So I'll grab your links, um, yeah. and you know, I definitely know the I definitely know the the URL to uh, Orange Cone. So that that'll be in the show notes as as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You, you know my
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. So um, it was really great, uh, you know, talking to you guys. Um, you know, I'm excited for the book. I, I told my LCS. I think I actually told my LCS before it was officially in previews and they're like, Hey, this isn't even in previews, but we'll, we'll put a note next to this, that, that when it is that, uh, that, that we'll order it for you. Um, but, uh, let's, let's sort of pencil in that we can get together and talk, um, talk again, maybe, uh, either when this is about to this, these first five sure. issues are about to wrap up or another arc starts, or, you know, maybe, uh, maybe in October, we need to get together and talk a little holiday spirits, uh, too so um let's sort of sure. keep that uh keep that in mind but uh guys it's a really great talking to you guys and i'm really excited for for the book um you know i've been following along and i can't wait to have the paper copy in my hand to, to flip through properly that I, I um you know seeing images on on a screen is is one thing but the the joy of holding something you know in in your uh, hand I... in paper is is, is still a, a totally different thing
2: it's never I can't wait
1: either. <laughs> yeah cool so if uh you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use we really appreciate it if you want to follow our podcast we're on social media and that is uh twitter at construct Com pod, instagram is constructing comics pod and facebook is constructing comics um just once again thank everybody for listening uh please be safe be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics thank you Bye.